...to lift up on edge, forming strange, disarticulated walls. Some then began sinking, vanishing from this realm, falling through world after world, to reappear, finally, solid and impermeable in other realms, depending on the blood's aspect, and these were laws that could not be challenged. Starveld Demolaine, the blood of dragons and the death of blood... In the distance behind the creature, Korald Emolan, the realm of shadows, the first realm born of the conjoining of dark and light, convulsed in its death throes. Far away the civil wars still raged on, whilst in other areas the fragmenting had already begun, vast sections of this world's fabric torn away, disconnected and lost and abandoned, to either heal round themselves or die. Yet interlopers still arrived here, like scavengers gathered round a fallen leviathan, eagerly tearing free their own private pieces of the realm, destroying each other in fierce battles over the scraps. It had not been imagined by anyone that an entire realm could die in such a manner, that the vicious acts of its inhabitants could destroy everything. Worlds live on, had been the belief, the assumption, regardless of the activities of those who dwelt upon them. Torn flesh heals, the sky clears, and something new crawls from the briny muck. But not this time. Too many powers, too many betrayals, too vast and all-consuming the crimes. The creature faced the gate once more. Then Kilmandaros, the elder goddess, strode through. The ruined Kachain Chemal Domain after the fall of Silchas Ruin. Trees were exploding in the bitter cold that descended like a shroud, invisible yet palpable upon this racked, devastated forest. Gothos had no difficulty following the path of the battle, the successive clashes of two elder gods warring with the soul-taken dragon. And as the Jaghut traversed its mangled lengths, he brought with him the brutal chill of Omptos Felak, the warren of ice. Sealing the deal, as you asked of me, male. Locking the truth in place to make it more than memory. Until the day that witnesses the shattering of Omptos Felak itself. Gothos wondered, idly, if there had ever been a time when he believed that such a shattering would not come to pass that the Jaghut, in all their perfected brilliance, were unique, triumphant in eternal domination, a civilization immortal when all others were doomed. Well, it was possible. He had once believed that all of existence was under the benign control of a caring omnipotence, after all. And crickets exist to sing us to sleep, too. There was no telling what other foolishness might have crept into his young, naive brain all those millennia ago. No longer, of course. Things end. Species die out. Faith in anything else was a conceit, the product of unchained ego, the curse of supreme self-importance. So what do I now believe? He would not permit himself a melodramatic laugh in answer to that question. What was the point? There was no one nearby who might appreciate it, including himself. Yes, I am cursed to live with my own company. It's a private curse, the best kind. 
He ascended a broken, fractured rise, some violent uplift of bedrock, where a vast fissure had opened, its vertical sides already glistening with frost when Gothos came to the edge and looked down. Somewhere in the darkness below, two voices were raised in argument. Gothos smiled. He opened his warren, made use of a sliver of power to fashion a slow, controlled descent towards the gloomy base of the crevasse. As Gothos neared, the two voices ceased, leaving only a rasping, hissing sound, pulsating, the drawing of breath on waves of pain, and the jaghut heard the slithering of scales on stone, slightly off to one side. He alighted atop broken shards of rock a few paces from where stood Mail, and ten paces beyond him the huge form of Kilmandaros, her skin vaguely luminescent in a sickly sort of way.